Shvius, Perik Hay, Mishnah Gimel. The following Mishnah is actually fairly thorny. I'm going to explain it as uh, straightforwardly and simply as I can, based on the Bar Tzanura, and um, hope that will suffice for um, for everyone's purposes here. If not, you can send me. If you have any questions, you can you can message me privately. Um, the first thing you have to understand is there's a concept in Shvius called Bior. I mentioned it in the introduction, but we haven't seen it since then. We won't see it again based till the end of Masechta. Bior is the principle that once the food that's been left for everyone to eat, tefker in the wild, that food, which is, the Pasuk says, is for everyone to eat, people, all residents, and the animals, the behem and the chaya also, when the food is no longer available in the wild for the animals, then a person can't keep it in a private stash in his home. At that point, it's the time of a bior, and he has to be mavarit, to do beer on it. Um, the basic understanding, I'm leaving the Rambam out, we'll discuss this more later in the in the ninth parak, is that a person has to be mafkir, he has to re-declare ownerless that food. So he takes it out of his house, and he says, this is now ownerless, and um, that's that. Now, there's a machlokas, again, at the end of the Masech, that's in Perak Test, Mishnah Ches 9.8, who may claim the food after it's declared hefker after the time of Bior? So, Rabbi Yehuda and, and Rabbi Yossi disagree. Rabbi Yehuda holds that only poor people may partake of the foodstuffs after Bior. Whereas Rabbi Yossi holds, no, uh, anyone can take it after when it's hefker, anyone can take it. The Allah is like Rabbi Yossi, so in real life, you know, if you're near to Israel, comes Bior time and you have some Otzer Bezdin, Shemitah wine in your house, essentially you take it outside with a few of your friends and you say, okay, I'm declaring this wine earnest, and you take it right back into your house again. And sort of how it would work in real life. Um, but according to Rabbi Yossi, that's okay. According to Rabbi Yehuda, no, only poor people, only Nian can take that wine in that story um, once a person declares a tefker at the time of Bior. Now, our mission is concerned with Aluf again. Again, it's arum, but you can imagine it's a leek uh, or any other onion type thing. So it has two parts. Like if you're familiar with leeks, there's like the bulb at the bottom, like the onion, and there's the leafy green plant on top. Now, the bulb at the bottom is ever-present perennially year-round in the ground and available for animals to know how to dig for them um, throughout the Shemitah year. And since there's never a time when there's no bulbs of the of the luf in the ground, there will never be a time of bior for the bulbs. You can have the, there's no such thing as bior um, of bulbs for bulbs of luf because they're always available. However, um, the leafy green on top is only available for part of the year. Later on, all the animals have foraged and eaten the greens. The weather does it in and so on. So it's no longer available at some points in the course of Shemitah. So there would be bior on the green leafy part on the top of your luf. So if you had some luf stored in your house, comes the bior moment, you'd have to take it outside and declare it ownerless. And according to Yehuda anyways, and at that point you couldn't take it back, you'd have to leave it um, for a poor person to take it. According to Yehuda, again, you could take it back yourself and anyone could take it. Our mission is concerned with the case, according to the Bartanura, where a person left his luf in the ground for a long time. And the luf ends up being completely grown in the seventh year. And because of that, it now becomes a Shemitah plant and has Kedusha Shvius. You may recall that we said before that normally vegetables are determined, their year is determined by the year when you pull them out the ground, when you pull them on the ground. But if they're fully grown and you leave them in the ground, but they're already fully ripened, 
and they belong to that year where they fully ripen. So this is our luf. It basically ripens fully in the Shemitah year. It's a Shemitah luf. Um, and it sits in the ground, and at that point, at some point, it will pass through um, the time of Beor when all luf declared ownerless. If you had a luf in your backyard, um, and it passed through the beer time, so it just sits there in the backyard and you don't have to do anything particularly, um, but after the beer moment, at least according to Rabbi Yehuda, now only poor people can take those green leaves. Okay? So now, if in the eighth year you pass through Shemitah and you then have that luf still growing in your backyard, and although most lufs were gone, this luf happened to magically survive the winter of the green salonet, and now you pluck it, and you want to eat it, so you have a potential problem. At least according to Rabbi Yehuda, the problem that the leaves that grew during the Shemitah year are belong to poor people because they passed through the time of beer, and only poor people are entitled to the green leaves after the time of beer has passed. So the question is now, do you have to be concerned with uh, taking the whole luf? Because um, the green part really financially belongs to the neem. Even if you say that there's not two different Shemitah statuses, meaning we'll say that the whole thing now, let's say for argument's sake, this is contentious, but let's keep it simple. But for argument's sake, say since you kept it in the ground all the way to the eighth year and you plucked it on the eighth year and there's new growth in the eighth year. So let's say it resets being an eighth year fruit uh, plant and that doesn't have Kedusha Shvias anymore. That's a question. If it does or doesn't have Kedusha Shvias coming. But even if there's no Kedusha Shvias, there's no sanctity of the Shemitah year, there could be a financial obligation, and we're focusing on the financial obligation here, to give what belonged to the neum when the green parts became half um, currently in neum's property, poor people's property, and you'd have to give that to the poor people. So according to Rabbi Huda, you'd have that problem, and yes, you'd have to settle up with the neum. According to Rabbi Yossi, no, you wouldn't. Anyone's entitled to the to the hefker greens, and therefore you can take them too, and you have no debts or obligations to the neum. Okay, in our Mishnah, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yossi don't appear. They are appearing, are appearing in the discussion in 9.8 at the end of the Masechta. But here we have two other people, Two other Tanaim. Um, one is Rabbi Eliezer, and one is uh, Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Eliezer is going to hold like Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yeshua is going to hold like Rabbi Yossi. So Rabbi Eliezer is going to hold that the greens that grew in the seventh year on your luf, those are Anim's property in the eighth year, and therefore you have to settle up with Anim. Whereas Rabbi Yeshua holds no, like Rabbi Yossi, you have no special obligations to Anim, so if magically this luf survived and you have greens from the seventh year, you can eat them yourself. That's the whole Mishnah outside. The Mishnah inside reads simply, now, luf sha'avra alav shvias. If you have a luf that was in the ground and was sitting there from the Shemitah year when it matured, pass, excuse me, passing through the time of Bior, and now in the eighth year, it's still on the ground, you pluck it out. Rebbe Eliezer, Omer, Rebbe Eliezer, who holds at Rebbe Yehuda, who holds that the leaves that pass through the time of Bior were supposed to be given specifically or property of the poor people. So he says, If the Aniyam, meanwhile, had plucked the green leaves on top of the luf, then Lakatu, great, they took them, and that's fine. However, if they didn't take those greens, and now you've got like a combination of 7th and 8th year greens, and therefore you have a combination of 7th year property that belongs to the Aniyam, and 8th year property which you can have for yourself, if that's the case, you need to estimate how much of the leaf was from the seventh year, and worked it out with Aniyam, giving that portion to the poor people. That's Rabbi Eliezer Shita, because he holds like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yoshua, in our Mishnah, who holds like Rabbi Yossi, says no, 
If the poor people took the leaves, that's fine. But if the poor people didn't take the leaves, they passed through the Zman Bir, but there's no special obligations given to poor people, so you can help yourself. Therefore, the Anim, there is not to the poor people a love on the on him, on the Luf, any any claim, they have no rights to any piece of the uh, the Luf. The current owner can take all the leaves from the 7th and 8th year growth together and eat them for himself. The Allah is going to be like Rabbi Yeshua in our Mishnah, and therefore the whole Mishnah, you know, the, the concern is not a concern.